Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Um, this is a quick, this will be a quick episode. It's just kind of a touching base on why we were gone. Just a quick little update about where we've been and what we've been doing. Yeah. So in that way, it's, it is a welcome. It's a big welcome. Uh, welcome back to the show and for anyone listening and also to ourselves, because we're not only glad, but I think we, I know I get a lot of value out of doing all the research for the show and mm-hmm. having that kind of, that motivation to do that extra research, it's been missing. And so having that back is something that I feel really good about. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a time consuming doing the research that we do for our episodes and it's, it's always a nice relief from daily tasks that have to be done and yeah. maybe that are more monotonous and not as fun. Yeah. Cause it's always something that one, one of us or both of us is really interested in. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but all the, the, we don't really edit much anymore. We did in the beginning, but just putting the show together and cleaning it up and putting it on the internet, that takes work too. It's not that really, it's not hard. It just takes a lot of learning to learn how to do it. And it's, it's a few extra steps. And then I do like to listen to the episodes. So I always listen to the episodes before we mm-hmm. release them just so I know what I'm, what I'm putting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I know what I talked about. It's not always how I uh, remember it. And sometimes you just black out when you're talking and you're like, oh, I don't even remember saying that whole sentence right there. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when you're reading almost, you read a whole page and you, you just kind of forget about it because you yeah. move on to other things oh, yeah. that are more pre- present. <laughs> so, yeah, the, that's this would be just a quick one. We just wanted to update everyone about what, why we've been gone for a whole year, why we decided to come back now. And uh, a quick announcement for uh-huh. a cool event we got coming up. So, do you want to? Do I start? Yeah, you can give the update on your life. <laughs> um, man, turn thirty. Um, in quarantine, which is always an interesting thing. Had a big trip planned to Mexico. Wanted to do this all-inclusive resort. Um, yeah, didn't happen. COVID happened, which I think both of us are extremely affected by it um just says i mean everyone that's the weird mm -hmm. trippy part is it's everyone now unless you're like uh in the jungle maybe that's true i guess but then you're definitely worried about like the moment somebody comes with it it's just gonna spread everywhere i don't don't know if i don't know what that looks like if it's gotten into the those communities yet Mm -hmm. yeah i haven't really looked at it i don't know i guess yeah, i've like the high mountains yeah. in papua new guinea or something right yeah what happens in those small rural ones because yeah. if it does can... get there they're, they're gonna have an especially hard time because they haven't been re- exposed to these previous strains of mm-hmm. this type of virus yeah and they probably don't Maybe have proper health care I, I don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. So COVID, uh, along with COVID, um, I 
finished an internship um that was extremely time consuming i think i worked six seven days a week during our busy tourist season um 10 hours a day sometimes uh it's kind of a tedious little thing so that kind of consumed me um yeah, yeah you're which also busy. yeah i was a busy person that one uh, thing mostly the one thing yeah the one thing consumed and i'm glad i did it uh it ended up really pushing me towards my love of environmental education yeah and um really solidified that the path i'm going down um needs to include some sort of um conservation environmental education and really kind of figuring out how to connect people that live in very urban cities um to places like the national bison range and to get them to connect to something deeper than our large mammals, which is hard. I mean, it's hard to get people to understand how resources and land plays into conservation. And it's not just um, the animals that they go there to see. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of work. Huh? And a lot of work. COVID lockdown. COVID. Yeah. I mean, we both live in a very rural place where we don't have access to ventilators and i think my my father is 75 he has diabetes my mom has uh, a lot of stomach issues uh i have a nephew that was premature uh that i would like to see as much as i can so i have a lot of people in my life that are immune compromised that i hmm. haven't left my house or work it was a very small bubble that i've had for the last Probably close to a year, because I think we started our quarantine in, like, January, um, before everything even went to shutdown. Um, I had, was listening to what the scientists were saying, and I forced my parents, me and my older sister, kind of locked down on our parents and just said, hey, we got to stay home. And that's hard to tell people that uh, rely heavily on engagement with other people and my dad being retired he had a lot of joy coming from random trips into the town i mean he loved going into missoula and just kind of puttering around um it gave him something to do during his day so now being stuck at home for six months seven months um we're all getting a little little stir crazy um which is kind of why i'm kicking my butt in gear about the podcast because i think I've now reached a point of um, growth and healing in my own life. And this podcast brings me so much joy, I guess is the word. It makes me happy. I love learning about it. I love learning these new things and teaching people. And so it was a lot getting to this point. Um, some other personal issues happened um, relationships change um i think you grow as a person ideas change your future changes everything kind of changes as you grow and then turning a certain age you start to reflect on your past 30 years and what you've done and what you've wanted to complete by now and so i had pushed my research off for a while so now i'm getting back into 
study habits and researching and ready to finish and be productive with my life. Hmm. Yeah, change. That's definitely been a theme in my life, for sure. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything changed, except... That's the weird thing, though, is deep down, there's certain things that don't change about just who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of what guides you through the crazy changes that are happening all around you and in your own heart, your own mind. So it's it's tough to keep balance with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, balance. I think yeah. that was a, a big learning curve, especially with my internship was just um, balance with diet, you know, working out, um, family time, relationship time, personal time. Um, I'm an avid beater and that's a lot of time just sitting there. And sometimes you don't have that time. and really creating spaces for um, productive activities and getting out of funks. So it's a, it's been a challenging year. That's for sure. Yeah. Trying to maintain good habits while there's so much stress and so much drama is, I would say, one of the greatest challenges every human has to deal with. And I think that's where resilience comes in is, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg type of thing, mm-hmm. which is, uh, does the, do the good habits create resilience or is it that you were resilient? So you keep the good habits. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably both very like, kind of like we were saying balance. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something I've almost lost. I definitely lost a lot of balance in my life. Yeah, it started last yeah def- a year longer than than that ago, but really accelerated right around the end of last semester. And mm-hmm. That was right when COVID was starting to pop up, but nobody really knew about it. Like, what was it? December? Maybe it was starting to come into the world. Or, yeah, I don't know, maybe we will never really know when exactly. But I know I heard about it in January, and mm-hmm. um, we were paying attention and thinking about how we're going to be cautious and just watching and waiting and wondering. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think just not recording last year uh, after that last episode. And then I started to, it was really, I think for me, a lot of it was just choosing to let my good habits go. Yeah, like exactly. Maintaining a good sleep schedule and drink enough, drinking enough water, not eating crappy food every day. Yeah, stuff like that, and it, that's really what I think it is—more than anything spiritual or uh, anything that was that out of my control. That and yeah. th- that set me up to have a harder time dealing with the things that were out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for me personally. That's where it kind of came down to as I started slacking on my habits, mm-hmm. and now I got uh, quite a bit more body fat, <laughs> and I am. Rel- still relatively healthy, but I, I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling it in my mind, and <laughs> I just don't think as clearly as I used to. So it sucks, and that made it harder to deal with the things that I had to deal with when I came back from Syracuse, <laughs> which first and foremost, my mom was injured very, very seriously, and she's still recovering from that. 
and she got re-injured and injured her shoulder and so she now she has all these injuries and she had to take like a lot of time and she was she couldn't move and she so i know she's had also she's had to struggle with that during the lockdown where she she was locked down before the lockdown because of her injuries <laughs> and she i know she's had a really hard time because like anybody uh, having to stay home and the idea of feeling like you can't do things for yourself uh-huh. it really sucks uh-huh. so i try i've been really doing trying to do my best to understand where she's at with that but also i i just had to take care of her and make sure that she was staying fed and that she's being taken care of and like the kids really stepped up a lot too to help take care of her uh-huh. and l- luckily my auntie was here and she was able to help with that and um, because if it was just my kids around when I was gone, that would have sucked. Yeah. So I came back and was able to take over on a lot of that stuff. And so I've been her caregiver for quite a while for since, cause my auntie was around for a while. So I took over maybe full time on that in right around the end of February, I guess, mid February. And then trying to, manage everything else being the leader of my household and and then having a new dog that wasn't trained that was another layer yeah. of stress that I had to deal with coming back and and having to r- remind people of agreements that had been broken about that and and then really just having to do it for myself in the end uh-huh. realizing okay this is another one of those things I'm just gonna have to do it and struggling with my own bitterness about that and not to become bitter over it and now i love the dog and he's super happy so but holy (laughs) crap the amount of work that i had to put in with him and really it wasn't him he he was easy to train it was training the kids that was the hard part and i'm still working on that but they've Mm -hmm. also gotten way better Mm -hmm. so it's i'm at a point now for sure where a lot of that stress from my mom's injuries because she's gotten a lot healthier and she's doing a lot better. She's more mobile now uh-huh. to the dog that those were two really hard things to deal with. But also my kids were having a really hard time psychologically. And so help trying to help them get some kind of balance back while I was losing my own balance. Yeah. It was really tough. And yeah. So basically it came down to priorities and I couldn't really focus on my own habits and my own self-care that much. Yeah. And so that continued to slide. And I I didn't let it completely spiral out of control. Like I didn't become like a raging alcoholic. But I'm still not eating that well. And I would like to go back to the way I ate. Eating clean. I always associated that with feeling better. And uh-huh. I need to get back there. I, I really feel like that's one of the next steps, one of the next phases. But also, the yeah, the COVID being locked down and my mom is with her injuries. And she also had, I think, I don't know if it's walking pneumonia or another type. I'm not entirely familiar with the variations of pneumonia, but she had pneumonia from being in the hospital and from her injuries. Uh-huh. And so they had to keep her hospitalized for her pneumonia and then she got out and then got re-injured and she's also has diabetes and so it's we decided pretty early 
I don't think quite as early as you. I think it was the beginning of February that we were going to be very cautious. And we started considering uh, keeping our kids home from school and homeschooling. And, and then uh, I think it was two weeks before the lockdown, we decided we were going to do that. And uh-huh. we pulled our kids out of school and then they did the lockdown. Yeah. And so we had a little bit of a head start on that. And now we, ha- we were able to get uh, some really needed assistance to set, up, set them up for homeschool. And now we got them set up really well. And uh-huh. they're having a blast. We just started a YouTube channel, by the way. So anyone out there interested in checking this, this is something I had mixed feelings on is having them have public videos on YouTube. But eventually we're like, well, they want it. It's fun. And we're not sharing anything private the way uh-huh. we're doing it. We're, yeah. we're, we're being silly about it, but they're educational videos. The page is called Mossy Res School. And anyone that knows our family will know why we named it that. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good to see Porch, our dog, being so happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. And my kids back to a place where they're not stressed all the time. And my mom moving around again. So we're, I have a, there's a lot to be grateful for. And uh, I'm glad that, I, that we made it. Unfortunately, there's definitely some things that I can't change now. And that truly broke my heart. But in the end, I always have to pay attention to what I do have. And mm-hmm. these kids here are always going to be my priority in giving them the best chance and the best opportunities that, that I can. That's always going to be my priority. And so Focusing on that is always how what helps me realize, okay, no matter what, I got something to be grateful for. But even then, like, I always try to remember it. It can always be worse. And remembering that there's some people out there that are, they, they lost everything. Uh-huh. And damn, I'm feeling a little sad thinking about, like, <laughs> some of these people that maybe had to let go of half their family because Mm -hmm. maybe just bad circumstances and then one or two get sick in COVID or losing friends. So yeah, we're all going through a hard time and I try to remember that and not dwell on my own pain, even though Mm -hmm. it's important to acknowledge it and not just ignore that it's tough and that you're sad. Mm -hmm. I, there's never any use staying there. And um, but and kids are a good way to focus on the future. But some people don't have kids, and I can't rely on my kids for my mental stability. They have to yeah. because they rely on me for that. So yeah. I, I had to come with with tools, and luckily I had some of those tools already. So mm-hmm. I was able to maintain some sense of sanity through this whole situation. And I mean, on top of all that, we've had a bed bug problem. Oh so no! Doing the extermination on that has been yeah. ridiculous. Oh gosh! So yeah, like we've, I've, been, I've had my own sense of quarantining myself, keeping certain items out of the house. Yeah. So like if I take them on camping and I go spend time with somebody, or like I'm in someone else's car. Yeah. That's also fucking weird. It's a really right. weird thing, and I hate it. And the, uh, I have learned a lot about bed bugs, though. 
Yeah, but yeah. that's also something that's positive. We've gone through, we've hired, we we were able to hire exterminator to mm-hmm. come in, and I've done a, and in, I don't know how many hours and days of work getting rid of them on my own. Mm-hmm. So we haven't seen bed bugs for months. Nice. And we got one last last round, and the, that guy gives me hope because he he uh, he they're almost in, they're so hard to get rid of, and they mm-hmm. can like one bug hitching a ride on a suitcase oh yeah i mean it, it's so fast crazy and they are mm-hmm. resilient tough little creatures mm-hmm. so in in some ways just biologically they're they are fascinating they are oh but, yeah oh man and <laughs> a part of why we didn't detect them is my son doesn't he doesn't uh react to their bites oh okay but i do and yeah. I, li- I live on the other side of the floor uh, uh, upstairs uh-huh. And so I, we didn't really find out till I started getting re- bites. Oh, dang. Yeah. But I jumped on top of it as much as I could and like <laughs> quarantined part of our house, sprayed the crap out of it and like kept everything like we got to do dryer. I don't even want to talk about the bugs, <laughs> but all those things I just mentioned, those are, have all been challenges that we are net we are overcoming and mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it took us months with some of this stuff and we're still struggling. Like, uh, for me personally, trying to get my diet back on track and, and my mom has had a lot of, there's been a lot of deaths in our family and there's been a lot of deaths in our community back across the mountains over in Blackfeet country and across Indian country. And my mom has a lot of friends across Indian country. So she, she's been having to deal with a lot of heartache because yeah, lots of friends. Yeah. My my mom's the same way. I think I try to tell her like um, you know, it's why we need to quarantine. It's why we need to not be in large group family settings. It's so fast that it just once it's in your family, it's hard to kind of control it and I think that it's clearly showing in not only indigenous communities, but other people of color communities that really don't have the opportunity to self-isolate. Um, you're kind of in these situations where you have large families, lots of people living in one household um, that have to work. You know, I think that it, it shows kind of how interconnected we all are together and, and how when you don't have that connection, how isolating um, it can feel. Um, And I know in Montana, there's been a few tribes that have had extremely tough bouts with COVID, lots of deaths. And um, I think here on the Flathead Res, we understand our privilege that we have here with our infrastructures and our ability to self-distance that um i don't take that for granted running water i think that we have a lot of privileges here and um i wish more people would stay home i wish people would understand that you don't need to party you don't need to what are you talking about of course you need a party (laughs) (laughs) no Um, i i understand yeah. yeah you don't have to like party like you don't yeah teen and you, you don't know, have to go to a well it's even like like i, I had yeah. I was 18 and that was a great way to catch something 
Oh yeah, but it's not even that. What I was talking about is uh it doesn't care about that five year old birthday party. They can they can do it. You don't need to have all fifty people there for a birthday party mm. during a pandemic. If you go to a funeral, do proper precautions. I mean, it, it, even here, when people had funerals, they weren't following CDC guidelines or, or what the culture committees put forth. Um, it showed a lot of individuality. I guess this pandemic has shown me we struggle heavily as a community. Um, yeah. yeah, It's, it, it, it's, it's important it's, because we are individuals, and uh-huh. to, especially for justice reasons. But having that be the only like the most important value i don't really i don't know i don't i don't it's it's a value for me i value it but it's not the most important thing in my life probably because i have kids yeah. i think is a big reason for that mm-hmm. but i i think a lot of people that have kids still i don't know i i'm not going to speak for any other people yeah i won't either it's why i've told my parents like we're going to live our life we're going to do what we're going to do and we're going to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. Cause I think that's what you're going to have to do. And, and it's nice seeing all of the signs and billboards that say protect our elders. And I, I just wish people would take that more serious instead of just, just being a blanket statement. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's a whole yeah. new world now. It and is. We're in, and yeah, with the election. So we're recording this, and we're, I mean, it's weird it's because November it's post-election, yeah. post but we're like, so who's the pres- going to be the next president? And we might not yeah. really know a sure answer about that for a while. And that's going to fuck with everybody. Oh, yeah, because the current presidents now. Yeah, doing... they're likely going to challenge it in the courts. Mm-hmm. And, and the same with, I know the both of them were calling it early even like they're saying we won no we won and at mm-hmm. this point i'm just like i don't really like to hear i don't want i don't even want to hear about it so let's, yeah i don't even want to talk about it anyways i'm just saying i'm just trying to acknowledge that reality <laughs> that not only is it a new world from COVID, but it's going to be a new world because it's the next president kind of sorta yeah i think that we yeah. should always remember it he's just the president we should be focusing in on our local governments because they have quite a bit of power in your life it can really, yeah. really affect things like at a yeah, local exactly. municipal slash state level slash city. But uh, yeah, which is uh, why it's so, yeah, it's concerning about what happened in Montana. Montana went fully red for, I think, the first time in a while. Hmm. Um, it's been a red state, but interestingly, they vote in a lot of Democrats or we vote yeah. in a lot of Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the first time in a long time where we have, uh, I believe, like when was Schweitzer started in like 2004, mm, four, eight, and then it was sure. Bullock. I don't I know. Started, but we've had I a, wasn't paying attention to politics back then. Oh, yeah. We've besides had a, not like, besides the, I just didn't like George Bush. That's about as much oh, politics as I had back then. Yeah. No, we've had um, a Democratic governor for a long time. Yeah. And I know that. now. I've known yeah. that. Yeah. And now we have a governor from California. I mean, a man who is a multimillionaire from California who has very different lifestyles of rural Montanans, that it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the next four years will play out. I mean, the one thing that I... He doesn't start trying to change things and make this into California. 
There's a huge oh, reason well. why I love Montana is because some of the laws here. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just, they had a vote to legalize recreational marijuana and because the house is controlled by Republicans, they've already thrown it out. They've mm. already put in a bid to cancel out that vote. So, I mean, yeah. I just think see, that that's it's... why we need both sides. We can't just like rely on one political ideology. Yeah, so I, I hope this is a big wake-up statement for the Democratic National Party because I feel like they have relied heavily on this ideology of what people of color want, and I don't think that they understand what it is. Yeah, I don't think they really know anymore. Yeah, I because think it's changing. We all, want, we all have different needs, really. Mm-hmm. We have different needs. We definitely have things in common, but so do all humans. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of tired of it. I I not even kind kind of. I'm I am sick and tired of it. Yeah, cuz I don't know. I one of the people that I'm most proud of is Shane Morjo. He ran for the state auditor. Yeah, I remember um, hearing about that. I think when I was over yeah. in New York. And he was that a while he, a little bit ago? No, he it was this election. Okay. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm just so out of touch with Montana yeah. issues right now. Besides my own family. <laughs> and I'm not even a Montana resident and I know more about you <laughs> Montana. Um, but I live here. So I, it's something, and especially with state auditor, I mean, you have so much access to um, public lands. And the fact that somebody who is an avid hunter, who understands public land rights, is mm-hmm. a lawyer, he has not only all of that, but the one thing that people held against him was that he was an indigenous person um, held it how did they hold that against him or who uh did that? i think i think there are certain people um on more of the eastern side of the state if you look yeah. at who voted so did for they him. like comment on it or something oh yeah public oh yeah it's like, been yeah it's been a comment of his like what do you know what their criticisms were specifically um i think just with like any type of he said, she said, I think people have their own opinions on who should own the land and who has rights to the land. And I think that we hold our own personal views in our politics. And I think that is very hard when you have a very different Eastern Montana versus Western Montana on ideologies on, on how to look at land when it comes to conserving resources. Um, some people believe that we need to create jobs over resources, the conserving of resources, that jobs now are more important than those resources in the future. And I think that weighed heavily on how certain people voted. Um, yeah. They voted to make sure that public lands weren't conserved, but they were made sure that they can hunt on them, that they can use them, that they can use their resources. Um, there has to be balance, though, because that idea yeah. of an untrammeled wilderness has been torn to shreds by scientists over the last few decades. So, but just using it as a resource, you're going to be missing out on some of those benefits that e- ecosystems can provide humans with no cost mm-hmm. at all. And so just treating it like a resource, you're going to potentially disturb those to the point where they're not going to provide that that benefit any longer and for us to do it would take an immense amount of effort economically Mm -hmm. but that's the thing though is the economy is what keeps people fed so people pay their bills so it is important it's it's that's a hard one man and like to yeah but because i i really did think like when i was younger that 
why do people care so much about the economy? But once you got a family and you ha- and it's your responsibility to make sure people are being fed and they're staying warm and clothed, things do shift. I mean, the way you see <laughs> the world does change. Even though I yeah. didn't necessarily change, my priorities did. Yeah. I mean, that's just one thing that I've taken out of this uh, election is that um, being an Indigenous women yeah. have been resilient through. Oh, can you hear me? Uh, you broke up for a sec. I can hear oh, you. Oh, okay. Sorry. I live in Evero. We have very limited like Wi-Fi. Like I'm in the basement too, so that even is less <laughs> in the mountains. This is as high as it goes. Sorry. That's another issue is that we don't get to be together recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a challenge we had to overcome too, to just to start yeah. recording again, which wasn't really that big of a challenge. I, I think I was mostly procrastinating on yeah. just opening up Zoom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty much the biggest one. Yeah. Just, Getting so that silly. first step going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I think that um, one thing that I've noticed about this election is people are so... Um, keen to vote on their party versus what they actually need from a politician or or what the politician offers. It's more about staying on your party line. Hmm. And um, I have noticed that. And I, and I think that what I've realized is that being in a position of understanding how oppression works in certain communities and certain situations um. I'm not scared of the future. I'm I'm not, I know that we will make it because we've been in these situations before. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think there are certain people that haven't. And I think that this will give them an opportunity to see what it's like to have certain rights taken away, certain things that they thought that they were going to get and now they're not going to get. I just think that it's time for people to get what they get for what they vote for. And it's going to happen. I mean, something's going to happen. And I just know that me and my family for generations have been resilient and we will continue to be resilient people that this isn't going to change. Yeah. What a funny idea. Just be an adult about it, right? Just be an adult about it. I mean, it's (laughs) it's going to be fucking shitty, but why would I care that much about the president to where I'm going to let it ruin my day so bad that I'm going to be all emotional and lose my fucking mind over it. I'm not going to do yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's important. I'm going to, but I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to, we're going to be fine. I yeah, totally yes. agree with you. I totally and, I, and I, and it's like not a stab at these people that voted for a certain party. It's just that I think people don't understand their privileges. And mm. I hope that this election really shows that if you vote against your own better interests, then you're fucked and you deserve yeah. that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And that's heartbreaking too. To yeah. Like, and it often takes years. And then you see how things shifted and you kind of connect it to your vote. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you see that, you'll feel one way or another about it. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. I've been like kind of listening to why people voted. And so when I've talked to Republicans, it's like, well, I don't know if I'll vote for Trump, but I will vote Republican the rest of the way because that's my party. So they had an issue with Trump, but the issue wasn't understanding that the Republican party necessarily, I feel like since I've been into politics, I feel like both parties have changed directions for value systems. 
mm-hmm. and kind of who is who is the majority in that party I feel has shifted, which also means that the ideology has shifted. And to continue to only focus on the party because that's your party is crazy to me. Um, yeah, because I like to look at individ- the individuals and because yeah. there are plenty of Republicans that are perfectly amazing people. Yeah. And I love some of them to death, and and but I don't agree with them on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Same goes for any Democrats. There's mm-hmm. lots of Democrats that, I mean, definitely fewer now yeah. than I that I respect. But it's not even a, it, it was never about the party for me. Even though when I voted for the longest time, I would when I, before I started to actually pay attention to politics, mm-hmm. I would vote Democrat if I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. now looking back I'm like uh that I don't feel the, that good about that I feel kind of like that was almost not morally correct of me to do that right yeah so, I mean I even looked yeah. at the third party candidate Joe Jorgensen this round but she had she didn't provide anything either and so it was just I think we put all of these political efforts into people that aren't going to get the votes I mean, if if you look at like the Montana, I'm only going to talk about Montana because I have a close tie with the Montana party here. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, this and the people uh, impromptu turned into the political science pod. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Episode. Just just more, <laughs> just one more thing. It's <laughs> just cool. one more thing. No, it's relevant. It's totally relevant. Yeah. So uh, no no worries at all. I was just making a stupid joke about uh We were trying to make this short. Just a quick personal update. But, and then it uh, turned into politics. Uh, I guess that's the, that's that's how we roll here on the Indian Science Show. <laughs> I, didn't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, what were you going to say about Montana? Um, is that the uh, Montana Montana Democratic Party um, put forward people that they knew weren't going to get the votes? They put forward people that they assumed would have this landslide because of how bad Trump was. Um, but I think the, resi- the the kind of energy that people put towards only focusing on Trump and not realizing that the issue is much, much larger than just Trump um, mm-hmm. was a very hard detrimental effect. And it showed when this big blue wave was supposed to happen in Montana and we had an extremely high red wave. Um, yeah. The biggest Ooh, red wave I think I've really seen. really interesting to see that how wrong just how super crazy wrong the polls were Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, and, and one of the people that told me who they voted for um was strictly out of being petty they hated how republican how democrats talked about trump Mm they're like fuck it i'm gonna vote for trump oh yeah i know a lot of people that had that very same feeling yeah and i think that we just got to figure out how to put the negatives out of politics and focus on how, how are you going to help the people? Yeah. It's a very low resolution Mm -hmm. type of way to look at this thing, because really the both, no matter what party it is, it's a very nuanced and to, and nothing, there's no such thing as monoliths in either of these parties. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of the Oberton window? Mm. It's kind of a it's so. a little off topic, but it's just this idea that there's this there's this window of what's politically correct, kind of what's mm-hmm. politically allowable, mm-hmm. and it's not dictated by politicians, but politicians try to stay in it, and mm-hmm, gotcha. they they 
are constantly trying to push and test it and see where they can go. Mm-hmm. And what I, the way I found out about it is I was reading an article, I believe, about how Trump shifted the Oberton window. Mm. What's politically yeah. okay to do. And now other politicians, they are existing in this shifted window. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, because yeah. like I mean, if you see it, because what I see is a a red wave in certain areas, but also I see that people that had the red wave didn't vote for Trump. Hmm. They they ended up voting for Biden, but it ended up being red the rest of the way because of the party affiliation. Um, but I think Trump completely shifted it towards the end of it, where it was like people just couldn't continue to support that shift. But I think that shift is made. And I think it shows with the senators that have been passed on since, like Steve Daines, um, Daines, McConnell, um, all these other like really close-knit people to Trump, Uh that that it showed me that it wasn't necessarily Trump in himself, but it was um, just keeping with your party. And I just, I know a bunch of Republicans and I, and I know how reliant they are on public assistance, um, a lot of veterans. Um, and I just worry about, I mainly worry about how Social Security and veterans assistance is going to play out for the next four years. Um, being that my dad is a Vietnam vet and he goes to the VA for therapy. Yeah. Has he had a good um, experience with the VA? Uh, not recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been really tough. And I think that shows in the budget cuts that have been made in the VA um, mm-hmm. through this new administration. And I hope that it doesn't continue with our senators and our congressmen that we have chosen and elected now. Um, because I think that these veterans need help. And they need to have assistance in what they have gone through. And they deserve it. I mean, if if you're willing to kind of put yourself at the line of, we talk about this, how we don't, we don't support war. Me and you don't, we, I, I don't like it, but I think it has happened in the past. And to just completely dismiss those people and to call them losers it's extremely weird to me that yeah. that 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 party that is supposed to be for America. Yeah, I looked into for that the Constitution. It, it sounds like it's none of it's like an, it's all. It's all executive hearsay. orders. It's all hearsay about that whole him calling them losers. It's just gossip. It sounds like there's no tapes of it or there's no conf- confirmation that he really said that. None that I could find that was convincing to me anyway. Yeah. Well, we're different. We're different people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I just think that, but the, he's done also, he's done a shit ton of other things to the Vietnam, to the veterans. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I, that's yeah. just a, that he's one cut, particular thing. He cut the newspaper that was sent to, since that started in the, what, Civil War, he cut funding towards that. So now that's no longer distributing news to our soldiers overseas. Um there has been shit that has been done to veterans that I don't understand why there's no more outrage towards that. Hmm. And I think Probably, that that's maybe because people yeah. don't know. Cause I don't really, I only heard about that one thing in passing mm-hmm. and I got curious and looked it up and I couldn't find any solid info that he really said that. Yeah. And it's like, huh, weird. 
and I moved on with my life. But um, I like yeah. I, I don't I didn't I don't pay attention to much stuff, and I I just I kind of I had to stop. It's unhealthy. It. Yeah. Mostly for for the sake of my family and my kids. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, man. I I had I had way more important things to worry about, and that was too is too much for my little mind to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so imagine it being, yeah, I just, I don't know why I just knew there were certain issues that I, my own opinion were important to me, which is why I voted a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's what I wish more people would do. It wouldn't be a petty thing. It's not a, I did this so I could piss off this person. Um, I wish it was really looking at what the candidates offered and and what they have done in the past. I mean, it's why I never liked Harris. I, I believe Harris is not the person that I want as my vice president. I have issues with Biden and Harris. I mean, but I also know that I uh, I took my time. I did my research. I didn't base it off of a petty decision. Yeah. And I wish everyone would do that, but that is kind of asking a lot just from my knowledge and my experience of people. Yeah. We're not that smart. We're, we're actually, we're very creative and we're Mm -hmm. very adaptable, but we're not really that smart in general. And I know me, I'm not that smart. So, and most, I've never really met any of the smartest people I've ever met in my life when I think about it, like in a macro scale, and I think about their behavior and their lives mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, they're not that smart either. <laughs> they're not that smart either. Yeah. yeah. And I realized, <laughs> wow. So eventually I realized that's not, I don't think we really understand intelligence to begin with, mm-hmm. but for one thing that doesn't, doesn't detract from our value as humans. I love the fact that we are the most creative creature on the planet. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. The things that we've come up with and a lot of it, gives me feelings that I, I I'd never get anywhere else. Like when you see a beautiful, something beautiful that someone created, right? A piece of oh, yeah. art or something really music. amazing. Yeah. yeah, You hear, yeah, music, hearing something that someone created is food. So, yeah. yeah. What I'm getting at here is that we're not that smart and it makes sense that people would vote petty like that, like considering yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. And I I think even with myself, I've realized how my emotional control um, lacks. I I don't control my emotions well. It's something that I am in therapy for, like trying to move forward and like getting to therapy and and figuring out how emotions play into certain decisions that I make, certain arguments I decide to hammer into people. Um, You know, I, I think we don't take our emotions into control enough and i think that's hard when you try to talk to people's emotions and they're just high-end and it's just at the forefront of their mind it's tough to control emotions because they're their transient nature for one but also Mm -hmm. because of their their response to either something external or internal some kind of a stimulation Mm -hmm. whether it's negative or positive that they're a response so controlling them is very tough and I mean, philosophers and people and soldiers and warriors have been working on this for thousands of years. How to? Mm-hmm. So it's. It, but from all the readings I've done and my own experience with violence and chaos, it really does seem to come down to being aware of them. 
<laughs> that seems to be yeah. a more important thing. Oh yeah, I think um, being yeah, I mean being aware. That's, um, that's tough because have you ever heard those sayings about bravery? Like, it's not the absence of fear, right? It's being afraid and doing it anyway. Oh so yeah, it, that takes awareness to move through it, and yeah. to move through it without panicking. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, by emotional control, I mean yeah, being aware of what you're doing and how you are portraying and kind of pushing that onto other people. Yeah, and I, I you know, I yeah. think I know what you mean, but I know a lot of people hear that word control. And they don't like that, yeah. especially when it's associated with emotions, even though we do have to have some kind of control yeah. with them. Uh, I, I like to think of it like a dance. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, How okay. you doing? Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right. And they kind of just dance them out the door. <laughs> and like, yeah. Later. See ya. Okay. And, and it helps you learn what's going on and about yourself. And if you did do yeah. something wrong or whatever, the emotion is trying to teach you whatever it's because sometimes mm-hmm. it's trying to teach you some bullshit. That's a lie. Yeah. So you got to be careful there. Oh, it's yeah. a, just a tool, just like our minds, emotions are tools. That's why I mm-hmm. say them. And, um, yeah. But I think that I was under the pretense, especially in my relationship of, uh, I let my emotion control what I said how I reacted to certain situations. And then I just played it off as, oh, well, I didn't really mean it because it was just my emotions coming forward. Mm. You know, and yeah. I, it led me to be petty, led me to be mean, um, rude, not understanding. Um, and so by emotional control, I, I mean like kind of that, like making sure that I am maintaining the person that I want to be in any situation that I am in and that I'm not letting that emotion dictate the outcome. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's where it was before. And um, I'm just in the starting process of it now, but I mean, kind of start somewhere. And and I think just understanding that that's been a big issue with me. um, Yeah. It's kind of changing my outlook on, on kind of how I feel about, myself and what I've done in the past and like how embarrassing it is certain situations and <laughs> actions that I did. And it makes me feel like a little child. Um, oh yeah. We all got that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all do. Yeah. Maybe, I think just being, yeah. There's probably some people like I, my, uh, my friends and I or not my friends, <laughs> so far, <laughs> my kids and I, <laughs> Well, I guess they're your friends too. Oh God, I've been spending way too much time with my kids. (laughs) So yesterday we were watching a video about this boy. He's 17 and he was giving a TED talk. He has this disease called um, progeria, I think is what it's called. And he was talking about happiness and his philosophy on happiness. And uh, I was just thinking like, maybe he doesn't have one of those things because he seemed like a badass. Like I, I, 17 year old, I thought like, I try yeah. to remember how I was when I was 17 and I thought, no. man, I don't know if I've ever met a 17 year old that talked like that. I don't. Yeah. And like, I found out we, I, we Googled it cause the kids are like, is he still alive? And cause it was an old video. Yeah. Turned out he died less than a month after that talk. Oh yeah. So it, was, that's, we had yeah. A, it had an impact on us for sure. Oh yeah. I bet. I, then that's like something that I, I, wish I did more of was learning about what people do 
when they know that they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that ends up being what yeah. you most want to do and what you most want to be with. And that's what I've learned about this pandemic is that I'm the type of person that it doesn't matter at the limited amount of people that I see. Um, as long as it's the people that I'm fully invested in and I have a connection with and that I appreciate and love and can spend quality time with, hmm. which ends up being my family, which is super gay, I guess. I mean, it's, I love my family and I adore Wait, being with my family. What'd you say? The super what? Super gay, which oh. is happy. <laughs> I, I, have, I don't hear many people use that word, uh, <laughs> except I hear kids sometimes, but uh, it's so, it's so not PC to say that, right? No, it's yeah, not. It's, so it's very improper. I grew up saying that, like about mostly about things that are kind of just dumb or silly. Oh yeah, like dude, gay, like yeah. all these words that dude, I don't that's ever. So gay. Yeah, <laughs> and I fully support LGBTQAI. Yeah. Ia plus. Um, um, and it's just like I, I don't know. I think talk, vernacular. Yeah, it is doesn't doesn't mean. <laughs> anything i mean um, it's I language people. is weird language is yeah. very strange and to try and impose rules on it consciously is something that is even weirder because it doesn't seem like language has ever evolved like that it just happens yeah. and we make sound noises at each other and we're like hey i don't like that noise or hey i, I like that noise <laughs> and we're just kind of and then we bob our heads like yeah <laughs> or we shake our heads and <laughs> I, I've I've always thought that was funny to think about. Like, I wonder how that tree sees us, and yeah. thinking about trying to erase or get try to not think about the meanings of words as best as I can, mm-hmm. and and listen to it from the tree's perspective. Oh yeah, that's always just a bunch of fun. mumbling, yeah. mumbling mess. Sometimes yeah. louder or than the others. Mountain. That's another one I liked is thinking about how does the mountain see us, mm-hmm. or dogs or whatever. Uh, always been curious how other things view humans right yeah i uh i always think about what colin said about his daughter about how they were in the city and they were supposed to draw something living and she was the only one that had drew a tree and it always kind of was interesting to me about how people perceive trees and mountains and rocks in kind of these innate things that they think don't have the ability to talk or to speak or to really kind of understand the world around you. And I think it was really cool that it was, well, Colin is a very ecology forest driven guy that I'm sure his kids fully understand the relationship with trees. But it also made me realize, uh, how many people don't have that opportunity to think about what the trees are thinking? What do they think about their surroundings? And a lot of people don't even see them as living things, which is kind of heartbreaking, but it's also why I choose to be in environmental education because I think it is important for them to look at these as not aesthetically pleasing things, but really part of the ecosystem and a part that really has the potential to bring you closer to the land you're on. And so, yeah, I think it's important to think about what the mountains think about you. Um, another one is Moana. I mean, I love Moana, but. Mm, that's um, right. Isn't the yeah. ocean like a. Tafiti uh, was yeah. a mountain. She was like a, an island. Okay. What and about uh, the ocean, did the ocean come alive in 
like with waves and stuff and mm-hmm. that's yeah, right the ocean like was the one spirit. that gave her that rock thing right yeah the shell yeah, yeah and then or so yeah, the shell. and then yes then they got the heart of tafiti and i mean i i get that it's a cartoon but i also think it touches based on indigenous awareness or pacific hawaiian or pacific islander um notions of how important land is and the the kind of the living things or non-living things that are on these lands that you have yeah. to think about because Not they just may have the a biotic spirit. factors mm-hmm. the abiotic factors yeah too. everything and uh i think moana if you've never seen it i'm gonna highly recommend it just because i adore moana yeah it's been a while since i've seen that one mm-hmm. and uh i just know that the rock plays that dude oh yeah oh my god the cutest video off topic sorry but he has a daughter and i think she's like two or three and there's a video on youtube about how he's singing it and she's like and he's like am i am i maui and she's like no and she's just like she's like no you're not maui Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though he really is Maui. i saw that same one on instagram i think yeah it's so cute it's such a cute video (laughs) that's pretty much what i use instagram for is a little bit of inspiration when i want to waste some time (laughs) but other than that i don't i don't even do social media on my phone anymore i got a lot of it blocked on my computer I, uh yeah i uh, i think that that's another thing that this election revealed is not just the power but the danger of social media yeah and, oh man i highly recommend people go on youtube uh, i don't know exactly what it's called but there's a hearing recently where jack dorsey from twitter mark zuckerberg from what facebook and i forget his name an, another executive from google mm. Actually, I'm not, I've never seen this Google guy. I don't know who he is. That's probably why I don't never. I didn't memorize his name. Uh, it's really interesting though, and I highly encourage as many people uh, if you got the time to just go watch a little bit of that. They talk about a lot of this and mm-hmm. the power of social media and the danger of it and the problems that the government is pointing out now and has identified. And so, I was pretty. I felt like it was fairly positive. I didn't watch the whole thing though, but it sounded like they at least understand that it's a problem and mm-hmm. that they want to address it and that they're not going to try and fight the government mm-hmm. on like trying to solve these problems. Mm. So, but yeah. I didn't, like I said, I didn't hear the whole thing and who knows, man, these, these people are really smart people that know how to speak. So I, yeah. I may not have heard some things and I could have been selectively hearing trying well, to be think, more positive about it yeah i think i heard about the google one um where they say that it's a monopoly for search engines and it doesn't provide doesn't allow for adequate i think um, a lot outside. has to do with consent my, that's my problem is consent oh there uh it's the there's using our data in ways without real informed consent and a lot of that has to do with the craziness of end user agreements and stuff and how the mm-hmm. language is and those, how they're so lawyery and so long. Yeah. I don't know anyone that reads those. I browse through them from time to time because I'm curious. And uh, especially if it's a, a service that I'm not entirely familiar with or trusting, I'll read them. Oh, but, I don't. Uh, I'm one of those people. Yeah, they all say almost the same things. But yeah. sometimes you'll you'll find strange stuff that you don't really understand. And yeah. so yeah, it's uh it's happening and this could take a while, but it's 
it's a new technology. We this was going to happen eventually. And there's going to be problems and dangers ever since we invented knives. Mm-hmm. We've been having problems with technology. So um, yeah, yeah, well, I yeah. guess our technology for the podcast is uh I guess changing too. Yeah, we um, had to shift to online Zoom, so mm-hmm. I still have the mic. Annie has to struggle with her internet connection and headphones and i can't get my microphone to work on my computer onto zoom so yeah it's we're we're struggling um it's important we do this for our own sake and (laughs) these are important topics to talk about but this was just a quick or it was supposed to be a quick update sorry (laughs) it's that that damn politics it it gets me going every time Uh, yeah but um i guess getting back onto it back onto the podcast um we are i do i know we talked about maybe trying to do uh two episodes a month one interview one research topic yes so we've been discussing this for quite a while Uh what schedule we want to do and what's feasible and we both decided you know a month is doable but we Uh were thinking the research episodes where we actually dive into a topic in depth Mm-hmm. That does that takes a lot of work, and so we realize we can't do two of those a month. Yeah. But we can totally do an, an interview because that that requires research, but not mm-hmm. the quite the level that we get to with uh, looking into a discipline or yeah. a really complex topic. Typically, it involves trying to get to know this person as good as we can, and they get to talk about the topic, not us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided that we're, we we can do that two a month, mm-hmm. one interview and one research episode. Mm-hmm. And the next episode will be an interview with a fellow GIS nerd. Yeah. And he's going to share his research, but also his struggles in his own community down south with the natives down there. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave his name a mystery for now Ooh. until we Ooh. put out the announcement. Yep. Other than that, want to yep. go ahead and announce the big event coming up at the end of the month? Oh, yeah. So I we know that there are people that have come to us individually or gone to the website that have wanted to have our um, our merchandise. Is it merchandise? Yeah, it's it, we don't we don't call it merchandise. Uh, well, kind of. We did last time. Our mer- we did call our it merchandise. Sweaters and T-shirts. Our sweaters, from, T-shirts. From the yeah. merchandise campaign we did was <laughs> Two years ago, oh. something like that. Um, I think it was like in May of 2019. Okay, April so or good, May. It's been a while. I was I was still in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're gonna do another one of those because I know that there's a few people that at least have reached out to me wanting more, and I'm selfish and I I could go for another another sweatshirt for the winter. Um, mm. but it, it this. This is not only just to kind of get our name out, but because we are, um, it's just us two doing everything. Um, the extra income helps us greatly with um, paying for Podient, which gets uh, the podcast out to every platform there. Um, it helps pay for, um, we have if we want music, if we want to upgrade our podcast, that is a monthly fee. Um, and it will help us with equipment as well. So it will touch base on, on many of the new issues and kind of the new layout and ideas that we hope for the podcast. That's right. And it yeah, basically just helps us do a better job. <laughs> and I know I want to do as good of a job as I can do. So any support from 
anyone out there is always welcome and always appreciated. And if you want to leave like a Twitter tag or something or give us permission, we'll be more than happy to give you a shout out on our show. And <laughs> just give you a thank, a big thank you from the bottom of our hearts for helping us keep it going. And oh, yeah. So, My, yeah that's yeah. really what it's for, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and to, I know that. The, it's a cool design. It is a cool design. So it will be a similar design um, to the one we had last time, um, but we will have a quote on the back now. Um, I think we might add a different color. Um, but other than that, I think that it is important that we highlight being Indigenous in the modern world because, especially now, I think that it is very clear that the world is changing and, and you kind of have to adapt to different lifestyles now while incorporating your own traditional knowledge and kind of how that plays into the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sovereignty. That's definitely an important word on that's been on my mind a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a, that's a big topic because it involves food. It involves politics, mm -hmm. but right now I know food is really a big priority for me and a lot of people. So yeah, the design, we, but we also wanted to keep it a little bit similar because a lot of the requests we got online were for, was for those old designs mm -hmm. that we put out initially. So we mm -hmm. kept it pretty much the same, but like Annie said, we'll have a special quote that is unique for the Indian Science Show Just podcast. for us, that mm -hmm. I find catchy and definitely Turtles kids find catchy. <laughs> My kids love it, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it will be coming out starting on Thanksgiving and it is mm -hmm. very limited time. Um, I know that was an issue with people last time was that they wanted it only to come find out that we weren't doing it anymore. So it is limited time and we, and we will closer to Thanksgiving have another social media post um, in more detail about it. Yeah. We'll know let you know exactly how long we'll be doing it. <laughs> but yeah. Limited time only. So make sure if you do want one, uh, have the money or maybe you could buy it as a gift for somebody because we thought about it and we're like, that's black Friday, right? Yeah. And that's when like, I know. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do it on black Friday. <laughs> so we decided as a thank you to all of our listeners mm -hmm. to do another merchandise campaign and also to thank all the people that have supported us in the last year, mm -hmm. reaching out to us through either requesting another shirt or a sweater or, by just letting us know or reaching out and asking like, what's, Hey, what's up? How yeah. are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're doing good now. Yeah. I think, I think we've now, um, both have the mental capacity to really, really provide you guys with consistent quality content. Mm -hmm. Until the aliens come. Until the aliens come. <laughs> <laughs> Still expecting some aliens here. Ain't I mean, we yeah. we still got a month and two months left in 2020. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, although I was planning on a short episode, I'm glad we talked about some of that politics stuff because it's important and it's definitely relevant and something on a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I'm going to want to wait a little while after this election to do a political science episode. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it, I need to some time to really kind of figure out my own yeah, political. Is that something we haven't forward. really delved into very much? Yeah, and my I mom like talked to. a little bit about it, but yeah, it would be nice to kind of have someone. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I'm totally down to have somebody who 
consistently disagrees with me on politics. Mm-hmm. I think that, cool to bring that would be people that work in this area a lot mm-hmm. that are experts to be able to interview them and have them yeah. talk well and we can ask questions that's kind of hard though once you start getting over like three four people yeah four people is doable yeah i definitely think so so yeah there might be another time where we'll have a group a group table where group table discussion mm-hmm. um but i think right now we're we have a plan and we will be two times a month, one in the middle of the month, one at the end of the month. Yes. So be sure to tune in next time for the interview with the GIS guy. Followed by my favorite event. Yes. Which we talked about kind of on the last one and then changed our mind. So it, <laughs> it, it will be the one after yeah, the interview. It's, so it's the end of the month one. Yeah, for the, sure. the one coming at the end of the month that we'll be yep. releasing in at the same time as our merchandise campaign starts very fitting i guess yeah and just and it's the potentially the largest flood event in world earth history Mm -hmm. yeah i mean mind-boggling to me for sure um yeah so gratitude Mm. Um, i'm grateful that i can homeschool my kids yeah i after seeing the effects of COVID in schools, I'm very glad that you were able to as well. I know. It's just fun too. It's yeah. A lot of work. Definitely stressful sometimes, but more fun than anything. Yeah. So if you're homeschooling your kids, make sure you check out um, the the kids' new YouTube channel. That's right. Support yeah. them. Yeah. Go subscribe. Give us a like. The Mossy Res School. And we spell res R-E-Z. I'm sure people Not can easy. probably figure that out. Mossy <laughs> Res School. And the kid, they came up with everything, really. I got help guide them. Oh, I'm so but excited. They, they came up with the name. They came up with, they, they do the videos. I mm-hmm. help them edit and all that. And But I'm, they're learning how to use all this stuff and do it on their own. Oh, yeah. So Because they're That's definitely, cool. mostly the boys want to do a gamer streaming stuff. <laughs> probably like most little boys. Right. And, te- and so I'm trying to let them know, like, hey, this is a lot of work. Right. It's, uh, they they thought they could just play games and videotape it. <laughs> like, nah, if you really want to be successful, you got to put some effort in. Yeah, it's exactly. True for anything. <laughs> see if um, they really want it. See, yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and that's like the issue is like I think you're you're into it like the first couple videos, mm-hmm. but then it's that consistency of like, maintaining is, it. I gotta yeah. keep doing this. <laughs> we'll see if they can do that. But I'm gonna subscribe, and I will definitely kind of pass that on to my family that's homeschooling their kids for sure cool yeah and let them know um we'll be posting all sorts of different kinds of educational material the two mm-hmm. we got up there are goofy but you'll you can learn some stuff watching uh the survival one for sure oh, the, yeah. what i think is the most important information oh, in yeah. survival situations so if you want to know go to our page which i mean hey we still have two months. Who knows? There could be a complete civil war and you might need to know those survival skills. Mm-hmm. And there will be a part two of that video coming out soon. Um, okay. So I'm grateful for um, humans ability to learn from past mistakes and move on. Mm. I think that that's, I've learned a lot. Adaptability. adaptability. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. I think that that's what I've learned a lot from me figuring out what I need to heal from and learning that you can't always forget it, but you can learn from it and you can heal yourself and move on. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds like something, a quote I got from this guy. Uh, he's like one of those self-help coach guru mm-hmm. dudes. Yeah, I'm reading a lot of self-help books. <laughs> he would, he'd probably hesitate to call himself a guru. But anyways, he says something along the lines of the past is kind of similar to what you said, but he says the past is just research and development for the future. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, exactly. it's not meant to be held on to. It's not meant to be dwelt on. Mm-hmm. Or be used as a weapon of some kind, whether it's against yourself or other people. It's yeah. just research and development. So I like you can that. do better next time. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah, do better. Do better. Yeah. If you don't acknowledge it, then you can't do better. And I was great at not acknowledging it. And so now I'm to the point of I have to acknowledge it, have to learn, mm-hmm. and we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are some things like that are just straight up evil. That like, yeah. I would say that that's when the research, like, right, the mad scientist, <laughs> evil, Doctor Frankenstein type shit. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of research and development from your past. That's what. Where, I have mixed feelings about the death penalty and prison and stuff, but man, there are some crimes that are just. It's weird because. The idea of justice is such a small idea when we think about the idea of creator and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why we had ostracization where we could just kick people out of the tribe back in old days. Kind of can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, you can't. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, that that's a good thing to be grateful. That's what I was talking about earlier. Too. That's one of my favorite things that I think humans are really good at is adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think we just got, we get so content in living a certain way, a negative mindset that yeah, and sometimes breaking through that, it's not good. It's yeah, not, it's not healthy. Yeah, we'll yeah. Unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope people don't look at 2020 as a fully negative year, but a year to grow, a year to learn. And mm-hmm. uh, 2021, I mean, it's coming up fast. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 hindsight's gonna be 2020 on 2020 i'm sure holy crap i can only imagine the memes for next year because 2020 will be over and there's gonna be memes about 2020 for a long time i bet i bet so too i think we should end on that good dad joke yeah (laughs) the the good dad joke the good dad joke oh you know the 20 um 2020 the hindsight will be 2020 okay it's like, that's a good dad joke. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, oh, I, I see. What, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty good at cheesy, stupid jokes like that. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. we'll catch you guys um, with the next interview. Yeah. Later, everyone. Bye.